Hi, I'm Molly Weinberg, and I'm a Philly-based lifestyle influencer who gives all the deets when it comes to wellness, travel, even entrepreneurship. Welcome to the Molly Weinberg Podcast, where I chat with experts ranging from gut health specialists to fashion icons and everything in between. I want to share all the specifics to help you live your best life. I'm not sparing any details. Yep, no questions are off limits. Every week, you will walk away from each episode feeling more motivated and more informed than before. Tune in weekly to the Molly Weinberg Podcast to never miss a beat. My job is to make sure you feel your best self in what you wear and what your style is. And I just help elevate it. Rhiannon Jean from What Would Redo is a freelance fashion stylist and more. She wears many hats, literally and figuratively. She has 10 years of styling experience, wardrobe, on air, e-commerce, personal and editorial styling. Truth be told, Rhiannon has always been a creative. I learned that when she was a young girl, she wanted to be an art teacher and took art class way too seriously. How cute. By eighth grade, she shifted into being more into fashion and somehow made her school uniform look cute by always adding fun accessories. In college, she went to school for fashion design to put her love for art and fashion together until she soon realized she hated sewing and switched over to fashion marketing and merchandising. I mean, if you went to college and didn't change your major at least once, did you even go to college? Today, Rhiannon's mission is to take her expertise and share it with everyone whose style may not come as easy. I am royally obsessed with her work. Seriously, check out her Instagram. It's major inspo. Now let's welcome her to the pod. Well, first of all, I really appreciate you taking the time and being here today. It means a lot. Oh my gosh, of course. Thank you for even thinking of me. <laughs> I was like so honored when you asked because I feel like you've had so many cool people on here. That's when I was reading like bios. I was like, oh, I don't even know if I'm cool enough to be on here. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are. You still to this day, I always tell people who are looking for fashion inspiration or style inspiration or just a really aesthetically pleasing feed just to check you out because your stuff is so beautiful and unique. It's not like anyone else's. Oh, thank you so much. That means so, like, so much. <laughs> yeah, I think the probably the best place to start would be your story of really how you got to be who you are. You know, a stylist and always pushing the envelope. So, at a young age, I've honestly have always been creative and different. To me, I was kind of like an outcast. I was very like artsy. Took art class way too serious. Won a few awards, not to brag. <laughs> in our class um so I just feel like I've just always been a creative always loved making things loved color texture and everything so um it started at a very young age and I also have been influenced by high fashion and pop culture at a young age like I specifically remember Sierra Goody's video when she had like the baggy like men's jeans on and I remember I actually wore that to school and I remember like all the girls were like what are you wearing like whose jeans are those and I thought I looked so cool so like literally at a very young age I was influenced by style and being different and liking different things 
and still to this day I feel like I wear weird things that maybe not the average person wears but I feel like that's just me expressing my creativity and my artsy side and my love for like high fashion and pop culture I could never pull off half the things you wear so yes you definitely (laughs) do wear things that most people don't but you look phenomenal when you do thank you when you were wearing the baggy jeans back in whatever grade that was, were your parents like, wait, what? You can't go to school like oh that? My gosh. Or were they fully supportive? Um, I feel like my mom like roller coastered. Sometimes she'd be like, all right, do your thing, have fun. And other times she'd be like, I don't know, Ree, are you sure you want to leave the house in that? Like, and I'm like, yeah, mom, like, I love this. Are you kidding me? And then like, I go on this whole spiel of why I'm wearing and where I was inspired. And then finally she'd come full circle and be like, all right. I get it. And then she'd like, let me go. And, you know, I definitely had gotten made fun of a few times, but you know, like, that's just like who I am. And like I said, I've always been just like really quirky and creative and I kind of just didn't care. Yeah. I was going to ask you, how did that translate? Because when you were growing up, you obviously weren't posting your outfits on social media. So if there was any bullying or a troll, you know, it'd be to your face. So did you grow a thick skin that as you progressed into social media and you post something, if someone was a little harsh or mean, it didn't bother you. What did that look like? Yeah. Um, I feel like because I was so different from a young age, I feel like it definitely has, you know, given me thick skin and because my parents were so supportive, I think that helped because, you know, I always had a reason for why I did things. And even if people didn't understand it, that was okay to me because I knew like why I wore it. And I had so much passion for like being different and loving those things that like, it just didn't matter. Like I would take the, you know, the laughs or like the, the bulliness bling and kind of just like go with it because I just knew that this was who I am. And at it, from a young age, I knew that. And I just wasn't going to let them stop me. And even now to this day, like I know like some people will look at me if I'm wearing something. And sometimes I get intimidated. But again, I just feel like that's just who I am. And I don't want to change. And I feel like some of my biggest favorite icons are so quirky and out there. And I think that's why they got to where they were because they just stayed true to themselves over the years and didn't let people's like smart remarks or comments get the best of them. It's so rare to hear someone say how much they believed in themselves at such a young age. So props to you, seriously, (laughs) who's one of your biggest style icons. There's definitely a few, but like Katy Perry in general was such an influence on my style growing up. I know, you know, she's not like huge, like she's not a fashion designer per se, but I just feel like I loved how different she was and how creative she was. And even Lady Gaga in the pop culture side, like I just love how they are truly themselves. And they've gotten a lot of pushback from the media with some of the things that they wore. But for me, that like inspired me. And I definitely, you know, I had some pink hair at one point in high school (laughs) because of Katy Perry and wore big bows and done quirky things. So I would say like, Style wise, they were probably two biggest people that I looked up to in pop culture that just did what they want. When you were graduating high school, did you know what kind of track you wanted to be on or you were trying to figure it all out? Yeah, so I I feel like I knew I wanted to be in fashion since eighth grade. Also grade school, it was art, art, everything. Wanted to be an art teacher, loved creating, loved 
all that stuff. And then in eighth grade, it transitioned into more fashion. So I would wear accessories like big headbands and earrings and rings and bracelets and little pins on my jumper because I went to Catholic school in grade school and high school and definitely have gotten in trouble a few times with, you know, my earrings are too big. I had to take them out or why are you wearing, you know, this headband? So I definitely was always pushing boundaries and always trying to make the most it even though I had to wear a uniform every day with switching up accessories and earrings and like all that stuff. So definitely just always had a passion for it. So eighth grade to graduation, I actually wanted to do fashion design because I loved art and fashion. So I thought fashion design was best for me. I loved sketching and drawing and putting colors together and layering and textures of fabrics and all that stuff. And then I realized I didn't like sewing. Me and the sewing machine were enemies. No matter how many times I just tried to tackle it and get it, it was too much for me. And the measurements for garments, you have to be so specific. And I just realized it just wasn't what I wanted to do and what I was really passionate about. So then I switched my major to fashion marketing and merchandising to be a little bit more broad. It's just like a little bit more broad of a degree. So I had a little bit more flexibility in what I wanted to do by the time I graduated. Okay. So you graduated with fashion design and merchandising. So while you were in college, were you able to intern anywhere? Yes. I interned at Smack Parlor in Old City, which was a women's boutique. Everything was under $100. Two weeks into my internship, they offered me a part-time position So that was perfect because I got to work there and get paid while finishing up my degree. So when it came to graduating, because they were a small boutique, they weren't able able to offer me a full-time position at the time. So I ended up going to QVC and I was a host fashion stylist for a few months until Smack Parlor got an amazing opportunity, an investor. So they reached out to me just as I was getting comfortable at QVC and they were like, just kidding. We need you back. (laughs) Wow. That must be the best feeling ever. Yes. It was amazing because I truly loved my job there. It's just because they were a small business. They weren't able to afford to have me full time. So when they told me that, of course I had to take the position. I was bummed to leave QVC, but you know, I got my dream job of helping running a store styling customers, doing the visual merchandising. I always say I wear many hats literally and figuratively because it's true. I love doing all the things and Smack Parlor was where I got to do all the things. That's why I really loved it there. And I think that's when I met you was Smack Parlor. Yeah. I've seen so much behind the scenes and even in person there, you were so hands-on. I feel like you really were a trick of the trade, just doing all of the things, like you said. Yes. Yes. So it was the perfect job while it lasted. What's the status now? So unfortunately, so the boutique was there for 14 years and I was there for the last three years and we were growing so much. My role was really just getting the word out. And so I started throwing all these amazing events. Molly, I know you came to a few, which was so fun and just networking and getting the name out there. And we truly grew over the last three years that I was there. But then the pandemic hit and we decided our lease was up. We had a really good run there. The area itself was, you know, we weren't sure if we loved the location. So 
um, collectively, we all decided to close it. And we were all okay with that because we're all kind of ready for our next chapter. Speaking of what does the next chapter hold for you? So since the pandemic, obviously, it was hard to get a job. And I was trying to figure out what my next move was going to be. And then I realized, like, why don't I start my own thing? Because I cater all the services myself when it comes to styling and visual merchandising, all the things. So my brand is what would redo. It's kind of where I house everything and the umbrella of all my services and the things that I can do, which I'm still figuring out. So when I first launched a few months ago, it was just styling services. And then we bought a house. And then I started posting about house things. And then people are like, can you help me spice up my office? Can you help me spice up my bedroom? And I'm like, um, sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm not an expert, but if you like my style, I'll come help spice things up. So it's so funny how like it's still just an evolving business. And right now that's like my main priority. So I'm doing a little bit of everything. So I'm doing some freelance work for QVC back there. Full so circle. I'm styling. Yes, I know. <laughs> So I'm doing some work for them. I'm styling the models that go on air, which is so much fun being part of the live shows. And then I have a client in New York. So I've been going to New York every month. She's an actor slash model and just constantly needing new content and headshots and then styling a few clients here and there as needed and just really pivoting as times are changing and as people are asking for things like I'm someone who like I'll say yes to everything even if I don't exactly know what I'm doing but I'll figure it out along the way I think that's an amazing attitude to have it's so much better to say yes and like you said figure it out as you go then turn down an opportunity and then look back years later and be like oh shit I really should have tried that yes I completely agree I do want to like take you back on what you said about your house as you started styling different rooms and even the outside, I was like, wow, she really has such an eye. And it made me realize, I think that you were definitely born with this talent. And I'm curious if you think it's something that you had since you were born, or if it's something that you have really honed in on a skill. So if someone maybe is listening that wants to pursue interior design or wants to pursue merchandising or even creating the clothes from scratch, if they're not necessarily good at it from starting out, is there hope? Yes. To answer your first question, I do think I was born with it. So my mom is so stylish and is so cute. So I feel like since she had style, I feel like I always looked up to her too. And fun fact, my great uncle, which is her brother, was taught by Rockwell, who is a famous artist. So I feel like art and fashion just from them trickled into me. Mm -hmm. And I feel like because my parents aren't really creative or anything. So I feel like I weirdly got it from them. Like, I don't know if it skipped a generation. It skipped. But (laughs) I feel like I definitely got some creativity and fashion from them. And then to go back to your next question about is there hope? Well, I do think that people naturally have an eye for things. And for people who don't, I highly recommend following other people to get inspiration and learn how they do things and not necessarily to copy them, but just to get inspiration and put your own touch and twist on it. And then joining Facebook groups. Like I know I joined a few styling Facebook groups to learn more about styling because I know some things, but everyone does things differently. So I kind of like to pick a few different ways from others. And then, like I said, put my own touch on it. 
and also assisting others. Like, don't be scared to reach out to someone and ask if they need help. I know a few girls have asked me if they can come on photo shoots with me. And I always say yes, because that to me is just the only way people can learn and grow themselves is by doing it and watching other people do it. And like, you know, just being all hands on. So there is hope. You just have to put some work into it. I love that. And I love that you're so willing to help people out by having people come and shadow. I think that's really nice. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I know a few people have done that for me. So I feel like it's just, you know, like giving a hand to others. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Like, do you think this is more of a competitive space or collaborative? And I do think Philly is competitive because there's not too much fashion here and it's very niche. So I think there's just not a lot of resources or job opportunities here. So I feel like those who have a hand in are good, but those who don't, it's very hard to get in. So I just try to help people wherever I can. And it's funny because I used to think New um, New York was so cutthroat, but I think there's a lot more opportunity there because there are so many jobs there and people always looking for stylists, always looking for, and that's just where all the really cool brands are, where it's Philly. Like I said, there's just not too much here, but as far as other things, when it comes to like blogging and influencing, I think they are so strong with being collaborative and working together, just not for like styling and like more job opportunities, if that makes sense. Totally. Let's get to the nitty gritty where people are going to be like, Ooh, I'm turning the volume up. Where do you find your pieces and where do you recommend people can find stylish things without breaking the bank? I love going to boutiques in Philly. There's so many cute ones because I worked from a, at a small business for so many years. I always just try to shop small whenever I can, but obviously, you know, I don't always have the opportunity to do so. So sometimes I go to Target. I feel like I always find really cute pieces from there. I love the who, what, where brands. I feel like it just speaks to my soul with like the details and the prints and the puffy sleeves. So that's a brand that I probably shop way too often. And then, of course, there's Zara. And I feel like Zara is a really good place for stylists to pull pieces from as well because they have such cool, high-end, funky pieces, but for an affordable price. So sometimes I will go there and pull some styles for shoot. How about mixing and matching when it comes to color, for sure? Because I don't know how. So selfishly, I'm asking this question. (laughs) And let's just say maybe textures and patterns. What's like a good method to do this? Yes. When I put colors together, I love to do a color story. So I might do like different shades of one color, which is so popular right now with the monochromatic look. So that's a really easy way to look very fashion forward without doing too much. For instance, I wore like a light pink top with like a hot pink pant which is so fun. People normally want to do that, maybe just like a white t-shirt and the color pant, but I like, you know, color. So for me, it's like maybe stick to one color when you're starting off before you start mixing a bunch of colors together. And then when it comes to print clashing, I feel like the best way to do this is do one smaller print and one bigger print. When I when it's two big prints together, I think it's too clashing and it's a little too much. But when you have like a smaller print with a bigger print, that works. Or like a stripe and a polka dot is always classic. And I think they always look good together. And then even textures, like I will wear like linen all year. Whereas some people are like, oh, linen's only for summer. But I feel like when you mix 
like sweaters or like maybe like a cute beauty it just transitions it into another season. But I think it's just always about balance. So if you do a linen piece in the winter time, you have to balance it correctly by doing like a sweater and a booty to balance the light fabric. And even like when people do winter whites, it's kind of the same thing. You want to make sure you balance that. Do you feel the pressure that you need to always be on or look dressed or look put together? Because you are a stylist. This is your brand. You are the business and you're out and about. Can you speak to that? Yes. So I always feel like I have to be put together because in my eyes, if people want to take me serious, I feel like I need to dress the part. And a lot of my clients are older than me. And I feel like if I came in with like a top knot and sweatpants, they'd probably not take me so serious and be like, wait, this young girl does not know what she's doing. So I feel like when I come dress to the nines, you know, my hat, my earrings, my cool, funky look, I feel like they just take me more serious. And they know that I know what I'm doing, because I did struggle with being a younger stylist, because I'm still considered a younger stylist. I'm, I'm in my 20s. It's just a little bit more pressure to dress your dress the part and to look appropriate at all times. Totally makes sense. Are there any faux pas that you feel very strongly about? You know, I was actually going to ask you, do you wear white after Labor Day? But you do, I heard you say. So anything that's like a big no-no? This is tough because I don't really think there's like no-nos in fashion because it just depends on who you are, you know? I love that. So this is totally like a side note, but Billie Eilish just came out with her new album and it's so good. And there's one song that speaks about women and how they dress and their bodies. And, you know, she gets called out and how she dresses because she dresses so funky, oversized clothes. So it's like, that's why I'm trying to say like, there's really just no wrongs in fashion. Like everyone's so different and people just do it differently. So I feel like that's a really hard question for me to answer. I think you just answered it perfectly. (laughs) That speaks so true to you. It's beautiful. It's a good answer. Yeah, because um, I try not to be judgmental, you know, it's like, because I've been in a position where I've been made fun of for wearing something. And maybe like I I said, like, some people do print clashing wrong. But to, if they feel good, and if they're wearing it in confidence, you have to respect that. Like I, you know, sometimes I would fall into that, cat, you know, with certain people and be catty, but I really have tried very hard to not be catty and not judge so much. And if people are confident, then let them be confident. But hire a stylist if you're not sure. And then I can help you feel even more confident. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I didn't even ask you those kind of questions, but maybe we should ask some of those. When someone is looking to hire a stylist, does it matter if the stylist's style is what they want to achieve or we just fully trust them and they can style however the customer Mm -hmm. wants? That is my favorite question because so many people think because I dress the way I dress that I'm going to try to dress them like that too. And I feel like that's totally not true. My job is to make sure you feel your best self in what you wear and what your style is. And I just help elevate it. Such a good question. So no, I will never dress you the way I dress myself unless that's your goal. Unless you come up to me and you say, hey, I love everything that you wear, which has happened can you please pull me some of your favorite pieces? And I've done that. And then of course, they're going to look like me because they asked to look that way. And they want to have like more funky pieces in their wardrobe and 
fun accessories and cool hats and then yes then I'll pull those items I feel like a good stylist is taking yourself out of the picture and really catering to what they want and what their style is and their color palette and their body type because body type you know is so big when you're a stylist you really have to understand fit and proportions because people can look a hot mess if you're not careful with that and I understand there's like all the body positivity and I truly believe that women can wear everything any everything and anything that they want as long as it's appropriate to their body with fit because fit is so big when you style let's say a model or you're bringing a bunch of pieces to a shoot how do you know how much to bring and what to bring because I could imagine you're hauling a ton Mm -hmm. of stuff yeah so usually when I am doing an on location shoot it's a team effort so you'll usually communicate with the photographer the hair and makeup artist and then everyone collectively puts a concept board together or someone in particularly whether it's a brand or someone who wants to update their portfolio, they'll come up with the concept. So then that will help me figure out what I need to pull. And I pull things from everywhere. Sometimes I'll go thrifting. Sometimes I'll go to a store and pull some pieces. But my favorite is working with certain brands and reaching out to certain companies and making a relationship with them so I can pull pieces whenever I want and then return them after. So yeah, so when it comes to shoots, it's usually not just me picking the styles unless I'm the one who puts the hires the photographer, hires the hair and makeup artist, and then I have full control over the style. But a lot of times they'll hire me and then I just go from the the mood board of what I need to pull and then I'll pull it and sometimes it's a challenge a photographer reached out to me with a mood board and I was so intimidated by it because it was these stunning dresses that I've never seen before ever and I almost said no to the opportunity because I'm like how am I going to find dresses like this like this is going to be impossible so I spent the whole day reaching out to all of these showrooms until finally one person said yes. I probably reached out to like 20 showrooms. Like, hey, I'm a Philly stylist. I'm coming to New York for this shoot. I sent them the mood board. Like, can I come pull pieces? And a lot of people didn't get back to me. Some people said that they can ship the dresses to me but because of how heavy the dresses were. They would cost me 500 to to $1,000 to ship them to me. So it was like such a process. But finally, I found a brand that said yes. And it was these gorgeous, designer couture gowns that cost more than the car that I put them in (laughs) and the shoot turned out so incredible and I actually had to hire an assistant because the dresses were so heavy to help carry them all through Central Park with me so being a stylist is not always glamorous but it definitely has its good moments (laughs) what an incredible story wow For me, it's all about like networking and putting yourself out there. So if there's a brand that you want to work with, just reach out to them. The worst they'll say is no, and then you just have to reach out to someone else. But then once you get that, that connect, it's like, you're good to go. That's what I do is like, I literally just DM like, (laughs) like, Hey, I'm a stylist. I have a shoot coming up. Like, can I come pull pieces? And some say yes, some say no. And you just move on. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So for students, let's say in Philadelphia, but really could be anywhere who want to build a portfolio, but don't have the budget to do so. What's the best way for them to 
get free product so they can style maybe their friends who are acting as models to really build up their experience? Sure. So my biggest thing is just reaching out to showrooms and boutiques and shops in your local area. And I actually think for the first time you should go into these places so they can see your face and get to know you and what your goal is. And maybe drop a business card off with them. So then later when you follow up with them and say, hey, I have this shoot coming up or hey, I have this idea. Can I come pull pieces? They're probably going to say yes instead of, you know, you just sliding into their DMs right off the bat because they'll remember you. They're like, oh, yeah, that was that really cute girl that came in. Like, of course, we'll work with you. And honestly, you're going to get some no's. Some people just don't have the inventory to lend out. Because, you know, if it's off their floor, then it's dollars that they're missing out on. So if you get some no's, like, don't be discouraged. It's going to happen. But just move on to the next showroom or the next location or the next shop. And you'll get a few yeses. And then those will be your point of contact when you have a shoot or an idea. And you can just go pull and then return it after. A lot of them, you'll just leave a credit card on file. So that way, if something gets damaged or makeup, they can either get it dry cleaned or... Obviously, unfortunately, you'll have to purchase the goods if they get ruined. So you just have to be very careful when you are parting product. Such a good answer. <laughs> so before I let you go, can you share with everyone what's your favorite product recently? Yeah. So my favorite products as a stylist is I feel like a fanny pack. Every stylist should have a fanny pack because sometimes shoes are happening so fast that you don't have time to go back to your bag to grab a clamp for a model's shirt that might be a little bit too big or to use a little pen to get a stain out. They got some makeup on something or if their shirt's falling off to have some fashion tape to stick it on. So I highly recommend investing in a fanny pack. So it's on you at all times and you can just grab the things that you need out of it and go. And then the production and the shoot and everything just keeps going as well. And then another thing is a pop-up pod. I just got mine on Amazon. It was like under $40. So this is really good for on location shoots. And this is also good for influencers. It's a little fold up pop up tent. So it's really easy to just pop it up on location. Because a lot of places that you shoot is like either in a studio. And like I said, shoots move fast, and they don't have time to go to the bathroom every time they change. So you can pop the tent up, the model can hop in and hop out. And then even when you're outside, like I shot in Central Park a few times, we were able to pop that tent up, the model could go in, she has her privacy, and you might get a few stairs. <laughs> but then they can pop back out, and then they're good to go. So I highly recommend two of those things to have a nice flow of shoot while being a stylist. That's so cool. The tent thing, it reminds me of getting <laughs> an airbrush spray tan. Yes, it's basically like that. <laughs> Super cool. Can you share with everyone where people can find you if they have questions, they want to book you, they want to shadow a shoot, pimp yourself out? Sure. So my brand for literally everything is What Would Redo. So you can follow me on Instagram. You can check out my website. My website is under construction, but it still has everything you need on there. If you want to contact me, select a service or just get to know me more, I still have all those details on there. And then of course, just slide into my DM. Like seriously, I feel like I'm very genuine. What you see here is what you get. <laughs> I try to help people as much as possible. Sometimes I feel like I help people too much, but that's just how I am. So definitely if any of you ever need a service or if you have industry questions or if you want to assist, definitely reach out. Awesome. Thank you so much. This was an amazing, amazing episode.
Of course. Thank you for having me. I'm honored. Thank you so much again. Seriously. You're welcome. It was so fun. And thank you again for thinking of me. Bye, Molly. If you enjoyed this podcast, feel free to share with your friends, family, loved ones, really anyone who you think would gain value from this episode. And if you're feeling up for it, please subscribe, rate, and review. It means so, so much. 